Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, your premier North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby, one fan at a time. And here we are, rugby fans, again, the Rugby Rant Podcast Show for episode 120. And you are here, of course, with myself, Ty Braga, Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt, Mike the Grand Poobah Perizzini returning, and Scott the Big Guy Ferrara. This is the team from the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, here to be able to share with you all of the interesting stuff from around the pitch in a moment. This ball represents the game we love. A game fueled by passion. But there are those who wear no number, nor are they in the locker room or the field of play. But they are there for every high and every low. Yes, they are watching every kick tackle and try score yes they are there for when you need them most because they are the major league rugby fans and the time has come for you to stand with your team join us at shopmlr.com today So, gentlemen, you know how this goes. For rugby fans out there who don't know, we're going to go quick fire round around the horn, so to speak. Is uh, actually I can't say that, can I? Because that's the other show. <laughs> I'm like, what is what is the phrase that I was looking for there? Anyway, <laughs> that just popped into my head. We're going to go around the screen then. Uh, oh gosh, let me try that one again. Um, so, gentlemen, you know how it goes, but it's get best to remind everybody else how this goes. In Around the Pitch, we're going to highlight some important news from across rugby and all the rugby realms together, and we're going to share it in a quick-fire round, starting off with Rob Hammerschmidt. What do you think fans should know? Well, preseason training started this week. Uh, as of our taping on Monday nights, we saw a bunch of social media posts, both by teams and by players. Uh, of course, the iron workers out of New York had a nice post. It looked like all the boys were bundled up and ready to train outside. You had the OGDC uh, via Mike Dunleavy, an owner of OGDC, posting their indoor training sessions. And interestingly, the ones that went under the radar, if you're not paying attention, uh, Michael Baska posted a picture from inside SeatGeek Stadium where the Hounds are going to be playing. Uh, I I guess I could feel comfortable releasing that information, even <laughs> though, uh, you know, he, he hasn't been officially announced as signing. He posted it on social media, so um, I'm going to go ahead and Thank put you, it out you, there. my friend. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and Phil Eloff, uh, sorry, uh, uh, sorry, J.P. Eloff, JP. excuse me, not Phil, J.P. Eloff, um, also released that, you know, he, he was out there in a hound's uh, um, drill jacket. Um, 
you know, dealing with actually 40 degree weather today. So it wasn't too bad here in Chicago, uh, but it's good to see that uh, preseason training is upon us and the season is right around the corner. Right. Rugby is around the corner. Definitely is um, as all, my, all the teams have assembled and getting ready for action. And that's not far away now. Mike, what have you got? So I've got the national collegiate all-star uh, tournament is happening this weekend in Houston, Texas, uh, January 14th to 15th. Um, Rooney just announced that they are sending a team as well, actually two teams, the Tri-State Foundries uh, Collegiate All-Star Program. Um, it's going to be led by Tui Osborne, who's out of St. Bonaventure, who's led them last year to a national championship. Um, he's now coached, I think, the uh, the Foundry twice. They also got coaches Austin Ryan from Fairfield U, Craig Wilson from Yale, Dave Chapman from Colgate. Rob Chuzik from UConn and James Kimberly from Marist. Um, so this is going to be, you know, the best of the best for collegiate players all around the country playing against each other. So hopefully a bunch of future stars will be playing here right. and we can, hopefully we'll see them, you know, in years to come in the MLR. It's so fantastic that you highlight that, man. That is the next generation. It's great for you to be able to create even more competition, opportunity to grow uh, and play against even stiffer competition. That's really awesome. You know, a thought popped in my head as I heard you introduce it when you mentioned Rooney. And I know that Scott obviously is, is certainly Rooney as well, uh, without saying so, for sure. Uh, how do you guys find going from Rooney to, to, to Rugby New York United, then now onto Ironworkers? Do you find that you're still stuck in that just as it rolls off the tongue, Rooney, Rooney, Rooney? <laughs> It just rules I mean, off the tongue still, easier. I mean, it's still yeah. RNY, regardless yeah. of what the yeah. mascot it's, it's a, yeah. is. So, you know, it's... For, for, yeah, for me, it's... Yeah, it's a little... So am I incorrect if I say Rooney it's, now? Because yeah. I got told off yeah. saying that that's wrong now. Who told you that? Ah, some <laughs> stupid person online. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what it's, we do. <laughs> it's fine. You know, for me, it's, you know, it's capital R, little case U, capital N, capital R. All right. Y. It's still there, but it's not yeah, as still pronounced. There. I like it. I like it. Thank you very much. I had to ask because we've got two of, of the same on these shows. So, you know, it was good to be time to be able to ask that. But uh, that being said, let's move over to the second Rooney person here. Probably shouldn't say that. He was the first. He was the first. I don't know. <laughs> Scott, take it away. Uh, let's get hot, baby. So we're bidding fair winds and following seas to women's Eagles player Christine Sommer, who is officially hanging up her international boots in a post from a couple of days ago. Uh, she's Eagle number 264. She made her debut for the 15s uh, Eagles in 2012. Um, she was named to the 2017 World Cup squad. Um, she was named to the 2021 World, uh, World Cup squad. Um, she also made her sevens debut for the Eagles in 2016. And, you know, Seattle Saracen's playing for her club. Um, we're going to miss her. She's definitely left the, the jersey in a better place than when she got it. And uh, she is one of my favorite uh, female players. And it's sad to see when they, they hang up internationally. But, listen, they had a great, uh, they had a great World Cup. And it's good mm -hmm. to go out the way you want to go out. So, again, congratulations on inter international retirement, Christine Sommer. And excellent service to the career and a really great highlight. Thanks, Scott. Uh, it's great to be able to take a moment to be able to honor those great rugby players that filled that jersey, did their job for the next generation. Uh, and talking about the next generation, helping to mold that, talking about the women's side, we recently had news come out of the USA Rugby Organization. Uh, two new head coaches, obviously, we saw Gary Gold exiting uh, with his resignation after a disappointing run at the Rugby World Cup. Next up, we have Scott Lawrence, who has taken the, uh, the helm for the moment at least, and uh, he comes back with 
with a rich rugby history um, from rugby ATL. We know he's defensive uh, um, coaching, uh, going back to USA rugby uh, development. Um, so, and it's been a natural fit. He was working in an assistant role there. On the women's side, we also have uh, Richard uh, uh, Ashfield stepping up. So these are two new names um, helping American rugby grow. One, of course, in the men's side, one in the women's side. And on that note, on the men's side, uh, Scott Lawrence has also been fortunate enough to find himself as the interim uh, head of the high-performance program um, recently, too. So he's having to wear many hats, which I'm sure he's comfortable with. We'll stay close and hope them, wish them well as they uh, continue to be able to mold the next generation. And on that note, gentlemen, we have our round the pitch. We'll be back with more rugby, but in particular, we'll be back to talk more about the top matches in Major League Rugby 2023, as said so by the Rugby Rant. And that means nothing, but you still want to know. <laughs> All that. We'll be back in a moment after we hear from one of our partners. Tighthead Brewing Company is not just Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and lagers. It is also a great place to enjoy local acts performing live music every Thursday and Saturday nights. Additionally, their Wednesday night trivia nights are something not to be missed. Tighthead is located in Mundelein, Illinois, and easily accessible for many Chicagoans, as it is just steps away from the metro. Owner Bruce Durr and the Tighthead staff are dedicated to ensure your microbrew experience is as tight as their beers. Bruce's love for rugby extends beyond the origin of his brewery's name. Tighthead is committed to supporting the rugby community. This includes his support for Lake County RFC and our own Rugby Rant podcast show. Tighthead's tap room is like the familiar rugby clubhouse in which friends and teammates can meet, socialize, and enjoy the wide variety of brews on tap. Regardless of whether your palate enjoys a good IPA or dark barrel-aged brew, Tighthead can deliver. Hey, Chicago, when you want rugby, Tighthead Brewing Company will satisfy your thirst. Tighthead, it's worth more than a try. And welcome back, rugby fans. It's time for the Rugby Rant to do what we do best, and that's the opportunity to rant more about rugby in North America. But in particular, Major League Rugby is on our doorstep, and it's time to talk about the best matchups. And we have brought together, of course, the usual gang. And I say that because I don't know how many times this guy's been on the show already. I mean, <laughs> if he's not on the payroll by now, we got to talk to finance. What's going on? The Grand Poobah Perizzini. Welcome back my friend it's always a pleasure to be on yeah uh, and man a few words i like it um <laughs> that's, that's you know that's especially hard in this you know that this crowd so you know right. I try to be you know spectacular in that way <laughs> yeah you stand out because you don't say as much as us <laughs> but uh but all all jokes aside it's great to be able to have you here you're always great competition wonderful insights um and what we're going to be talking about here gentlemen is for you guys just to tell our fans at home what are the best matchups, in your opinion, they should be paying attention to over the course of the 2023 season? Now, there's a, a tremendous opportunity to be able to obviously highlight the Chicago Hounds. I'm sure that's going to come up as a new entry to the league. But we've got also got great rivalries that are continuing year after year. Is that going to be on the list? Or is it going to be something completely different? And we're going to swing it around the table with each of them talking about one pick at a time. 
that you should pay attention to. Mark it on your calendar. Scott, what do you think fans should pay attention to this season? So I people are going to call me a homer for my first pick. Get out. Yeah, Nobody would yeah, do yeah. that. People don't this is, know that this you're is... from New York. Shut the door. <laughs> Stop well, the presses. No it's way. Not, it's not I just it's the fact be. that it's a Rooney match. And to be honest, it could be a match from the week before. Um, so maybe it's I'll, I'll select two matches for this pick. But it's the theory that the East Coast teams are going to be able to play in February. So week one, you have uh, Chicago going to Old Glory. Right. And that's uh, that's February uh, 18th. And then what I was talking about previously, my Homer pick was Toronto coming down to play Rooney at Memorial Field in Mount Vernon on Sunday, February 26th. You know, for those of you who may be new to the MLR uh, in um, um, 2019, the first season Rooney played their first eight matches were all away. And then their next eight matches were all home. Um, 2020, that was looked to be the way it was going to be. They had those two brief matches in um, Las Vegas as, as neutral field. And then they were going to start the home home matches. Um, and then finally in, in 2021, they kind of, you know, two or three matches to get you into March and then start playing in New York. But everybody has been complaining about, Oh, you know, rug, people aren't going to show, show up to rugby in the snow and this, that, and the other thing. And I just have to tell you, watch the Buffalo bills. They had 76 inches of snow and dug out so the team could be flown out to their game. They weren't even, it wasn't even a home game. The people of Buffalo banded together to dig out the roads so their football team could go to an away game that they were going to watch uh, in television. So my point being, there are rugby fans who, are, who will travel to those games. I will be there. It will be the home and opener. I'm sure you'll see me and Mikey on the pre-match show, but, but I think this is going to be the big test this year to shirk the, uh, the assumption that the East Coast teams can't start early. Yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting point. When you say don't start early, and it's traditionally always been the criticism, it's too early, the snow is going to be on the ground. But when you see videos and, and you know, uh, of, of uh, guys assembling in Camp Rooney, I think it was last season or the season before, yeah. they were actually digging their own field out so yeah. they could practice. And it kind of personifies the spirit of the game, right? It doesn't matter. You want to play rugby, you're going to play rugby. And if you enjoy the sport, you're going to be there to be able to enjoy it. Um, and, and it can also bring a, in a, a wonderful atmosphere in its own way uh, to the match. Uh, but I just love that story you said. That is that true? 76 inches of snow, and they had to, like, I don't know, man. I've never even they seen were that digging much snow out, in my life. Ask Mike, right, Mike? Am I wrong about that? They, they, had a, they were digging out. They, I know for a fact they were sending out members of the staff to mm-hmm. pick up players who are walking down the street to try to get to the practice field. Then like they're calling, you know, Man. calling up like, Hey, so-and-so is on this street at, you know, at this cross section, you'll see them walking. They were, you know, showing up and, you know, picking people up. So yeah, it was insane. Yeah. Out and in San Diego, if it hits 50, they don't leave the house. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, swing it over to, to you, Mike. Uh, what have you got to share? So my first two are actually in week five. So I'll go with the first one. My first g- match that I really want to watch is going to be Chicago versus Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be, you know, the two of the, the two newbie teams. Uh, Chicago Release being the, the newest team. Yeah, Dallas being <laughs> right. you know, last year's new team. Uh, we didn't get to really see what Dallas had to offer last year. Just as they were, you know, getting ready and like kind of ramping up. 
they had that, you know, freak accident on, you know, that the walking bridge where they're doing the team building. And so they had to bring in guys from all over to, you know, kind of make up the team. And so they, it just never really, there was no cohesion. There's, they were so close in so many you know respects, but I think this year they're going to start hitting the ground running. And then Chicago, you know, nice expansion drafts, a lot of nice players that we know. Um, I think it's going to be a nice, interesting game between the two is going to be able to, you know, show off these two new teams and show off, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe, you know, two new teams are viable. A new team when most of them have played with each other for at least a year. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's a new <laughs> team. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. No, no, no. Did you no, have no. more you wanted to add? No, it's, they, are, they are a new team. It's a new location. So right. We'll it's a new location. Happens. It's a new franchise. It's a new look. Um, you know, and, and, and here's the thing. I, I, I do like that one for a very good reason. Um. I think Rob, you also pointed it out there, you know, release the hounds. It's like somebody's missing a marketing opportunity if that isn't called the dog fight, you know? Uh, yeah. I told you. And then, and then all you need is PETA and the ASPCA up our butts about yeah. calling it the dog fight. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, right? So that's why I'm not doing their marketing. But I'm telling you, if somebody says that, then I'm claiming it. But but it is an interesting one for, for new fans. I mean, you've got an entirely new franchise. The Midwest is finally being represented in the highest form of the game here. So there's a lot of great anticipation. So I think on every list, there's probably going to be a Hounds match. It's just, and the opener is the most anticipated one. Um, but against the Jackals, it's going to be interesting, right? I mean, the Jackals, you said, ha, you know, they've had a lot of hard luck, but they haven't even had a single successful game in terms of a win, right? A W. So they might, that might so, give them the so fire close, that they so need. So far, yeah. Yeah, I know, it, it, it just seemed need. like they, yeah, this could be this season. Hopefully. Right. I don't know. Right. And this in the off season, they focus on restructuring. They brought in some really, really great leadership, uh, coaching staff, players. So hopefully the cohesion will Half be of there. Argentina. Half of Argentina. I mean, then you've got South Africa down the road in Houston. Um, you know, so it's just kind of, you go with what works for your franchise. And naturally, if you bring in somebody at the top in the coaching or directorship level, you're going to see that influence underneath. And let's be honest, Argentinian rugby is pretty exciting. So uh, let's see what the Jackals can do. And that's your pick on the first one, Mike. Thanks very much. Rob, the floor is yours. Well, geez, with, with two uh, Rooney guys in the house, two iron workers, as they're now known, I'm surprised nobody selected this one. So thanks for saving it for me. Uh, I had week one, Seattle versus New York. Um, and it's it's a rematch of last year's right. final, right? Like so that. who doesn't like to see a rematch of last year's final? Traditionally, don't we see in the NFL, don't they play in Canton, a preseason game of the two previous teams that were in the Super Bowl? But this one has actual substance and meaning because it's, you know, the first weekend of mm-hmm. uh, the MLR. And and I, I, I'm interested to see how um, – uh, New York operates without Andy Ellis. He was clearly a leader on the pitch, somebody that they look to, to, to keep the ship steered, uh, steering in the right direction. Um, they, of course, held on to a core. With I'm, I'm not writing Jay- it off that he won't be lacing up later this season. <laughs> <laughs> Scott will be, Scott will be, you know, uh, yeah, sending boots to his house. Hey, Andy, yeah. these up, these up. Already, already have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, they still have Jason Emery back, and they have Benasso, and they have Fawcett, and, and they have, of course, Chango. But then it's going to be interesting to see how somebody like, uh, you know, Nick Feeks feeds in uh, mm-hmm. to the mix. Uh, so 
I'm interested in their continuity. And we haven't heard a lot about Seattle in terms of what they're bringing new to the table uh, right. this season. They kind of snuck into the playoffs with, you know, of course, the two um, Gill, the, the, the Gilly teams being out. Um, so I'll be interested to see if, if they can still, you know, hold their weight and carry the load as they initiate uh, the 2023 season. Yeah, I like that pick a lot because um, it's got history. Um, yeah. and, and and people love a story, and a story is kind of what sells uh, the matchup there. Um, you're right. I mean, I haven't heard a lot coming out of Seattle's camp, but for for Rooney, they've been and they have always been consistent in revealing information right. in a timely manner. Um, but I think this is going to be a pretty important year for them to be able to consolidate um, and hold the strength that they've had from last season. Um, Seattle, as you say, kind of was catapulted ahead into that position, but they were already, they were on their way home. I mean, I remember players actually left and then were called back for those playoffs. Um, so, so it's going to be an interesting one uh, there. Um, I, I like that pick. Let's go ahead on to uh, Scott again for your second choice. So this is the pick everybody wants me to talk about. And it's not actually my pick. They want me to talk about week 13. They want to talk about how the hammer and the big guy are going to be in Chicago <laughs> for the Hounds versus the Iron Workers, right? But that's not what I'm going to talk about. What I am going to talk about is the match that might break the Hammerschmidt household and divide it. I'm talking Nola Gold at Chicago, father versus ah. son, Nola <laughs> versus the Hounds, Gold versus Chicago, the big hammer versus the ball peen hammer. We're talking the first Chicago Nola match ever. And if you guys don't know, Preston has switched allegiances to Chicago. Rob, obviously, sticking with his NOLA group. That's his prerogative. But I think, you guys, this is going to be a house divided. This is going to be a screaming match. I don't know. Um, it's kind of early. I'm going to assume Preston's still going to be at school. But I have a feeling they're going to be texting during this match, a match that I'm sure Rob's going to be at. Oh, yeah. um, so, guys, look, look for Rob in the crowd. I'm sure he'll be stacked with his Nola gear. Look for Preston, the little hammer Hammerschmidt on social media, on the, on our Facebook pages, on the MLR fan zone page, uh, talking about it. I'm telling you, this could be a house divided match. I Preston's graduating yeah. this year. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be invited back. I think there's <laughs> going to be a, uh, that. I think there needs to be a friendly wager on this too. And the punishment aired on, awesome. on the show um and we'll, we'll we'll figure it out between you two but that's that's a fun one that's the, a really the friendly thing. wager is uh if the if the gold wins he pays for his tuition if they lose i still but yeah that's going to be the Hammerschmidt cup and i'm still thinking about bringing out uh, i i haven't ruled out making uh, some kind of uh, uh some kind of uh, presentation trophy there has to be a trophy event. right yeah, yeah that yeah. has to be I like that one a lot. That's going to be good fun. And again, old in good spirit. And that's what rugby Big is. Big slice of deep dish. <laughs> that's what, we'll be taking recommendations below. Uh, make sure that you uh, tag us. Uh, let's hand it over to, to, to Mike again. What have you got for your second choice that so, fans should know about? Second choice, another week five uh, matchup. Going with the Homer, Rugby New York versus New England Free Jacks. I think, you know, New it's going to be a rugby and Rooney home match. Rooney, very tough. I don't think they have won a home game against New England at all. Um, so it maybe we could turn this, you know, turn the ship around. We lost a close one, I think, last year. It was like a last second, you know, kick in 
you know, maybe it wasn't a kick and a ruck. It was definitely a kick and a ruck. That was definitely illegal. Um, but <laughs> still, pissed, still bitching yeah, about that. Still, still pissed about <laughs> it. Still bitching um, about that. Uh, but still, it's you know, it's early on in the season. I think it's going to be. It could be a defining point for both teams uh, moving forward. It you know. It could really, you know, set the tempo for rugby New York going into, you know, the season post-championship. New England might play spoiler. You know, they've lost some assets, you know, with Bowden Waka going over to Japan, but they still are a tough team to play. So I think it's going to be, you know, down and dirty kind of old school rugby match right. that we kind of all have come to know and love. And so I'm really looking forward to, yeah. Rugby New York versus New England it's interesting on that March you, 19th. Yeah, it's interesting that you pick week five matches because traditionally, if you look over the seasons gone by, teams have an opportunity to be able to cement their place in their conference by five game five to game eight. Um, and we've seen that in previous years that once you kind of get yourself into the top two by then, you, you, you've got the momentum, you've got consistency, there's very seldom been changes. So, you know, those those opening exchanges up to there are very important, but but you could argue that five to eight game stretch is even more important, uh, depending whether it's home or away for you. Um, so it's 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 good good choices there. Good choices. I like it a lot. Uh, let's. Uh, oh, and by the way, I wanted to make sure that everybody knows is we're talking about these matchups. We're not offering any predictions. We'll leave that to the Super Brew contest. Uh, so if you're not in there yet, uh, which you should be getting an opportunity to be able to do so as we lead ever closer to the start of the season, um, you'll be getting information. Rob is uh, always um, one you can reach out to directly. Likewise for Scott and myself. Uh, we will all individually, as far as I know, we haven't had the meeting, the meetings right now, but what we did last time is we individually uh, had our own choices and then we had one for the rugby rent. I don't know if you gentlemen noticed, but the last time around, we individually sucked, but collectively we did okay. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah, yeah. Scott was in the top ten. I think I was in the top four. So yeah. uh, again? was it was it our buddy Jason? Jason won, yeah, J won. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I stand corrected. Well, then apparently I just need to get better. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, pay attention to it online, guys, and uh, it's going to be good fun. It's absolutely no charge. It's really just an opportunity to be able to stay engaged with a growing rugby community. And it's as simple as picking your favorite one, who you think is going to win, and that uh, with the score difference. I think it's the difference, right? Not the yeah. actual score. Score difference, yeah. Yeah, Perfect. Excellent. Well, Rob, I didn't want to derail you there, but I wanted to make sure that we uh, we gave it the highlight that it deserved. Um, so back to you, my friend. Oh, no, thank you. It's a perfect plug. I appreciate it. Um, I, I'm going to go for my second one. I like if I didn't put Nola in one of these, uh, I, I would be doing the whole gold digger community down there in, in New Orleans a disservice. Uh, and initially I was thinking, you know, round one, the first meeting, the opener between Nola and the Free Jacks, but I began to think about it a little bit more. And I actually believe the more important match I'm, I'm, that I absolutely need to tune into is May 21st, round 14, Nola versus the Free Jacks. In New England. And the reason is, is number one, uh, obviously the Free Jacks were the class of the league 
in the regular season last year. Obviously, Rooney pulled one out against them in uh, mm-hmm. the semifinal, but uh, they were the class of the league, and they really uh, did a great job last year. But of course, as Mike mentioned, they lost Borden Waka. They've lost a few other guys to international to you know going back overseas, and so it'll be interesting to see how they fare. Uh, but more importantly, with the uh, with the influx of of uh, you know overseas talent coming into NOLA, I'm really interested to see how they fare, especially away in Week 14 when you're starting to close out the season and the mm-hmm. playoff picture really start to take shape. It's going to be really critical uh, a match for New Orleans to see how they fare in a in a hostile environment. And we know Phil uh, presents a hostile environment, and every time he can, he gives uh, gives the big guy. Um, a, a, a low blow and uh, we know he'll do it to the, to the, to the NOLA fans, but um, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how uh, NOLA responds in this, in this one. Um, they lost in week eight last year by a mere uh, four points. So let's see if they can uh, mm-hmm. turn this one into victory, especially as they begin to head into playoffs. And, and, and that's one of the important things for NOLA is that, you know, when it comes down to those final moments of the match, it really separates some of their, their opportunities in the past from being successful yeah. and not successful. And especially yeah. that deep into the season where depth is going to be an issue, um, you know, you, you go to the risk of injury, but experience has an opportunity to shine and opportunities like that. So that's a really good pick. And and I'm surprised you picked one so late in the season, but I understand the reasoning for it um, because those are the critical moments as you lead into the postseason matchups. So yeah, good. Right, and the two Eastern up. conference teams, right? So it's going right. to matters on the Eastern conference point table. Yeah, absolutely. Fair point. I like it very much. So, and your final pick, Scott, what do you got? All right. So you guys are going to have to just, understand my concept here i'm going to go through week 18 you have toronto versus nola right old glory versus atl dallas versus chicago san diego versus seattle and then you have these two outliers new england versus houston and new york versus utah i'm taking all of week 18 except for new england versus houston and new york versus utah and hear me out because That's the schedulers are stupid. Uh, whoever, decided the rules, the schedule, yeah. <laughs> whoever decided whoever decided the schedule was stupid, why would you select East Coast match, East Coast match, West Coast match, West Coast match, and then split the other four teams up between Eastern versus Western Coast match in the last week? We've had two years in a row where the last week meant who the heck was going in the playoffs, and mm. you take you take a matchup where last year, right, Rooney and New England played what their three matches regular season plus the semifinal right splitting two and two right that last match in new england um yep. you know even you know rooney won but they didn't win by enough to to, to jump that first seed right mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know why so why so my point being is toronto nola is going to decide something chicago uh dallas is going to decide something old glory atlanta is going to decide something and San Diego, Seattle is going to decide something. And while the other two matches will decide something, it won't be this decisive, fun thing because they should have done East versus East, West versus West. Right. And, and it sets up really high fan engagement because you want to watch the games because it has an impact on other things and exactly. it keeps people engaged. Exactly. So I, I'm saying I'm taking those East versus East and those West versus West in the last week of the season because that shit's going to decide something. It's going to be spectacular. So what do you have for your 17th pick? So, so all jokes aside, I mean, I get the logic and and setting up that you know the the excitement and the anticipation uh, culminating in that last 
ditch effort to be able to make the postseasons. Um, yeah, good stuff. Or oh, the playoffs. Um, so let's hand it over to Mike. Well, Scott just took, you know, the wind out of my goddamn sails right there. Uh, <laughs> my pick was week 18, uh, San Diego versus Seattle. Uh, last you guys week, so like you picked, just to clarify, but you picked one game per the I rules. picked, yeah, I picked one game. I was told Listen, I had my, to pick one First of all, game. my premise was way more engaging than your stupid <laughs> one match you guys picked. <laughs> but, you know, I picked, I picked this one match. It's the last match of the regular season. It's between two fierce rivals in San Diego and Seattle. Um yeah. They were, they've always been neck and neck, you know, no matter what, mm-hmm. uh, this game kind of, no matter what is going to be a, like a bloodbath, even if, you know, one of the teams is, you know, on the cusp of making it in, or there's something, there's something on the line for one of them and one of them's not going to be on it. The other team's going to be, you know, playing spoiler just because they just, they don't like each other with the history involved. I, so this game I think is going to be, it's going to be one to watch no matter where the two teams are placed in the standings, but Odds are they're going to be very close. In addition to that, with San Diego, you know, some other highlights in general as we move outside of that. It's just going to be really awesome to be able to see professional rugby play at Snapdragon Stadium. Um, you know, we had SoFi last year. You know, it was a one thing. We had the Coliseum. Um, and we never had anybody step up to that caliber until the Snapdragon here. So it's going to be great to be able to see that. SeatGeek on the other side as well. Another great addition to the rugby landscape. Um, so there's not only these things to be excited about in terms of matchups, the grud matches, the rivalries, and all that stuff that makes rugby so great in America because we know how to be able to embrace the story behind it. The narrative is so great. Um, but there's a couple of other milestones in between. So as fans, there's a lot to look forward to, but the next thing to look forward to will be shared with you by Rob. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking at week three, March 26, and and I don't know that we're going to see a playoff picture emerge at all. What I'm looking for is it's when the uh, Chicago Hounds play Seattle. One of the reasons why I'm looking forward to this matchup, it's, it, it doesn't have as much to do with it being Chicago um, being represented here. It has more to do with the fact that a lot of people have talked about Chicago's roster, of course, with somebody like Billy Meeks joining and, and Luke Cardi and, 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 you know, Luke white and, and having a very strong roster, Michael Duvall, uh, and a lot of guys from the, from those two very successful teams from last year, prior to disqualification, the names we shall not mention anymore. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like a bad Harry Potter. So, um, but uh, nevertheless, I'm looking forward to this because it, it's this is going to be the test of whether indeed that that's going to play out. Like you have Seattle as last year's representative in the Western Conference playing a new Western Conference team, and you know can the Hounds hang with the Western Conference championship champions from last year? Um, and you know, and then play this out even further. They play again in round 14 on May 20th in Tukwila. And again, I want to see if the Hounds could sustain that pressure of playing away in what is probably the most hostile environment in the league, just because it's a smaller, more quaint venue and the fans are right on top. And those fans love their rugby and we know that they give as much as they, as much as they enjoy it. So um, it it will be interesting then to interesting to see the Hounds play, um, uh, you know, Seattle, both home and away. 
Right. They're important barometers in the success of a franchise early. Um, And obviously, they'll be tested in many different areas. But really, the biggest test is their performance away. Um, Yes, they don't have a home culture. So you could say that to a certain degree as well. But I tell you what, it's a lot easier to play a game on a ground that you're familiar with, regardless whether the fans are there with you or not, uh, than it is to be able to go to, as you say, one of the most hostile um, stadiums. And by that, we mean in terms of the, the energy, the atmosphere, which is palpable, it's electric, and we know it's exciting because of that. And the energy inside that can change and have an influence on the game. Um, yeah. And yeah, so those are those are also really excellent picks. Um, so perhaps you, as a rugby fan, tuning into the rugby rant, also have your pick of what you think should be a match that everybody should watch. And of course, tell us what that might be under the handle at Rugby Rant Pod. You can tag us either on any of our social media posts, perhaps this one, episode one twenty, and tell us if you think that one of the great matches, in your opinion, was missed by us here, and uh, tell us when it is and why we should pay I, attention to listen. it. I'll tell you one, one we did miss. You have to look at uh, Toronto playing their first home game all the way in week eight. They have a away match, away match, a bye, four more away matches. and then they Unfortunately, that's kind of par for the – yeah, I mean, they've been stiffed like that a few seasons in a row. Exactly. Uh, well, I'm hoping that changes when we can prove the concept that the East Coast – and I understand Toronto's a little farther north than yeah. uh, Mount Vernon, New York. But I think we could prove the concept that Toronto can play those games. The schedulers got to get out the friggin' almanac – an actuarial table to show the percentages. <laughs> Let's get some goddamn early home games for our fans up north. I think that's a pretty important point, though. I mean, look, it could just be fluke that it ends up being a really awesome day. It could end, end up swinging and being a terrible day. But as long as the rugby product is entertaining and it's a translatable brand, um, uh, it, it will be important. And those two sides have always delivered. They've been a great rivalry, and we hope to be able to see that continue growing season by season. Um, but, you know, if, if that be later that it is ending up being uh, an early match between those two and there's a tradition to form i want to call that the cold war Um, (laughs) (laughs) all right so so uh let's leave it there gentlemen but again it's been a blast being talking about the uh top three picks from mike rob and the top 17 from scott um (laughs) (laughs) of course this uh this show is all about the good times the good rugby banter and we invite you to be able to do that with us online under the handle at rugby rant pod perhaps at one point you may even want to challenge one of these boys on screen we welcome that because of course that's a part of what we do here helping rugby grow one fan at a time and uh, a big thank you to uh, to Mike the Grand Poobah Perizzini for throwing in his two cents of the conversation here always a pleasure to have you my friend and uh, again it's it's a bit of a tradition uh, you know that we offer an opportunity for you to send a shout out to any particular rugby club Maybe rugby fans and uh, we've heard it before but who is it this time I was going to say, I, I would always give out, you know, Albany Bootleggers and, you know, Old Breed Rugby. Those are my two clubs. Um, I've actually started, I got the book last year, but I don't read very much because I'm a rugby player and reading is hard. But I've been reading <laughs> um, This is Rugby by uh, Adam Hughes, the bootleggers we are in, in here. Uh, he did a great write-up. So, you know, shout out to Adam. He did a great job of loving reading the book. So, you know, congrats to him. And, be honest, you read you know, just that part so far. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, just like, yeah. it's, it's almost like three pages. Yeah. It's, it's nice little blurb. It's just perfect for me to read it over again. No. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I picked up the same book and, and frankly did the same thing. I skipped right forward to the Midwest and I started reading and went, okay, wait a minute. This guy, I, I love the book, love the history, love all that bit. But like my home club is, was one of three uh, clubs to have its own facilities, own pitch and everything else. And it doesn't even get a mention, nor does our friend David Fee get a mention either. And for that, he'll need to have to write it's, a follow-up. It's because you're not special. <laughs> just, you're just like everyone else that has Somebody your own Somebody call the ambulance. You're not special. <laughs> oh, on that note, I think I want to leave that as Mike's last word. You are not <laughs> special, Rob. Uh, <laughs> and for that, he takes the win again. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't worry. The points count for nothing. It's all about the bragging rights, and it's yours this time around, Mike. <laughs> I'll take Enjoy it. it. I'll take it. That's what very, very rarely happens. I'm going to take it. <laughs> all right. We appreciate it. Again, uh, we appreciate you and all of your support and the things that you do for rugby as well and joining us here on the show. You're always welcome back. Um, but to our fans at home, most of all, thank you for continuing to help us do what we do each and every week here on the Rugby Rant Podcast Show. And it is so crucial to be able to, uh, to share rugby in a fun and interesting way as we do week after week. Um, we've come to be able to meet a lot of great rugby fans along the way a lot of people we now call friends through our greater rugby community and we invite you to be a part of that by uh, following us online under the handle at rugby rant pod and we welcome you to change anybody here on screen for your own time here on the rugby rant podcast show and until that day we'll see you at the next Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.